Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknet. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, Beast Slayers. So we are officially into the holiday season, which means that we are also uh, into our holiday challenge inside of Migrant Everland, uh, which we've been doing for the past several years. And we also uh, completed our uh, annual gratitude challenge that uh, we've been doing for, what, the last couple of years or so with uh, our entire Facebook group? That's right. It's been fun. Um, yeah, where we share a different gratitude, uh, something we're thankful for each and every day. And uh, so in the holiday season, um, one of the things that we talk about uh, quite a bit inside of the, the holiday challenge is kind of how to navigate through uh, the season uh, while keeping the beast away, dealing with some of the more unique challenges that emerge during this time of year. Um, and one of the big ones, right, being food. Um, yes. So, so um, you know, oftentimes uh, the traditional holiday staples have some uh, not-so-friendly ingredients or things that, you know, may tem- may uh, subvert your uh, heart, your efforts to uh, stick with the uh, migraine miracle plan. And so, you know, one of the, th- we talk about, you know, different, different strategies for handling that, right? Um, but one way is to, is are the things that we've learned over the years that can minimize the impact of what we would call a cheat meal. So when you are going to deviate from the program. So we understand that there, of course, are going to be times where you may choose to deviate a little from the guidelines, right? And um, the holidays can be one of those um, one of those times. And so, certainly, there are um, things that we know that we've cer- we've learned, and that others in our community have learned uh, that we can do to at least um, minimize or for for damage control, right? To just reduce the odds that you have negative consequences. Um, and so uh, we're going to share a couple of that those, right? We, we've, um, in our group, um, shared six different ways that we have for minimizing the impact of a cheat meal. And we'll go over uh, a, f- a couple of those here. That's right. And I'd also add, you added a new strategy this year that you shared for dealing with the aftermath, the day after a cheat meal. Oh, yes. With our, with our members as well this year. Yeah, it's my way of kind of turning it all into a into a bonus or a, a plus, right? That's a, right. A net positive, and so yeah, um, my, the the new aftermath strategy. So, as far as um, you know, the the main things we're trying to do here, uh, if we're if we're dealing with a cheap meal, right? We have kind of two two things that'll probably be uh, the case with uh, in this situation. One is we're eating something that's higher in carbohydrates and possibly with some refined carbohydrates, mm-hmm. right? So there we're kind of trying to minimize the blood sugar response to a given meal. Um, and the other thing is we may be eating foods that have substances in them that interfere with the gut or that get into the bloodstream and then are problematic for the migraine brain. And so how can we sort of reduce the amount and the impact of those migraine-inducing substances that hit the brain from a meal like this? So the first strategy we talked about is eating things early. So 
Um, early timing of meals, I consider to be a key component of an ancestral approach to eating. And there are multiple lines of evidence that indicate that our bodies expect us to eat while the sun is up, so not after dark. And so not eating after dark is another way of bringing our modern lifestyle more in line with our ancient biology. And there's a compelling and continue and growing body of, of research that it already indicates the health benefits of doing this, of, of eating when the sun is up. And so oftentimes goes under the name time-restricted eating. But there's a large body of research now showing some pretty um, impressive and striking uh, benefits from, from doing this for, for all different aspects of health. But certainly um, it, we see it for migraines as well. And so from the perspective of someone with migraines, there's also the fact that migraines are especially more likely to start while we're sleeping. But that's much less likely to happen if our physio physiology is stable during the night. Uh, and it's much more, more likely to happen if it's unstable. And ideally then, we want to go to bed with nothing left in our stomach to, to digest. And for the physiological effects of our last meal to have fully passed. And this becomes extra important after a cheat meal when there are substances we may have ingested that are especially problematic. So I aim for four hours between my last meal and the time I go to sleep. And, you know, years ago that probably seemed hard to do. Right. Um, it's just a part of our routine now. I don't even think twice about it. Um, and that's kind of the the trick with all of this is just getting it into your routine. Um, for when it comes to a cheat meal, I try to add some additional insurance. Mm -hmm. So I try to aim for even more uh, time between that last meal and bedtime. So for example, um, I might eat, you know, a very light breakfast, if any breakfast at all, then have a cheat meal in the early afternoon, uh, maybe like one or two o'clock. Right. We had our Thanksgiving meal at two o'clock. We had our Thanksgiving at two o'clock, right. Mm -hmm. And then not eat again that day. Mm -hmm. And that way I can ensure that everything's long digested by the time I hit the pillow and I'll start getting some extra protection from fasting physiology that will kick in, you know, while I'm sleeping. And strategy number two is to drink extra water. So uh, uh, many people know that one of the best defenses against hangover uh, from alcohol is water. So water can mitigate the dehydration that comes with alcohol, which alcohol is a diuretic. It makes you urinate more, so it dehydrates you. But it also dilutes the amount of alcohol in the blood, meaning that the brain ends up seeing a lower concentration of, al of alcohol. And the same same is true for any type of migraine-inducing substances that we might ingest with a meal. So the more water we consume along with it, the lower its concentration becomes. So consuming an extra glass or two can be beneficial. And if you if you uh, want to sprinkle a little bit of uh, sea salt in there, that's probably a good idea mm -hmm. as well. I also just wanted to maybe give people a peek behind the curtain to let them know what our Thanksgiving meal looked like. Yeah. Um, Which was very different this year of, of uh, COVID-19 and social distancing. And so we were able to have our, our Thanksgiving meal outside and it all worked out. We had a nice, beautiful day. But you want to talk about what we ate that day? Well, sure. So what we did was we had my sister and her family and then my parents over. And so we had three separate tables spaced apart. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think 
the challenge for us was that I always do all the cooking for everyone. Um, and that's partly because I love to cook and also partly because it helps us to <laughs> serve the kinds of things with the ingredients that we know are less problematic. This is another ho- trick. That's right. That's another one of our <laughs> strategies. Do the cooking when you can. That's right. But what we did this year was um, I made everything into three portions and so baked mm-hmm. like three different sets of everything and we had three um buffets and every family had their own socially distant buffet Mm -hmm. um so that we weren't mixing um so for me actually i I felt i'd had a couple of bad nights of sleep and then the stress of doing that and Mm -hmm. so i felt close to my threshold so i actually didn't cheat at all um and i had we we had for our protein we had our the prime rib roast that we have in primal provisions um because we just don't care for turkey a whole lot. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So we had that, and then I had some um, greens mm-hmm. and then some Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. and that's what I had. And then do you want to add what you had on top of that? Yeah, so I have to say, you know, we've been doing this for like a decade now, yeah. right? And over the years, we've, you know, developed, we've sort of replaced many of our mm-hmm. staples with stuff that's, you know, you know, it has ingredients that are, that we like, um, and that we don't have to worry about. And then we've also created some new dishes, you know, right. that to replace other things. So we have, we've created a really great menu of foods. And, and I say that because that means that I don't, you know, maybe, you know, eight, nine years ago, I, w- I would have quote cheated a good bit more on a Thanksgiving meal mm-hmm. than I do now. Partly because, you know, we've just replaced everything with good stuff. Right. There's still a few items that we put out. Um, but uh, but really, I don't, it, it's it's gotten so much less and it's, there's no real temptation anymore. So right. I wanted to point that out because we, it, it's, it's hard for people to believe, I know. I would have not believed it mm-hmm. 10 years ago. I enjoy my Thanksgiving meal so much more now than I used to mm-hmm. um, because I feel so much better afterwards. Yeah. The food is better. It is just better food. Mm-hmm. Um, good, great ingredients just taste better, um, and and so and uh, and and I don't end up sleepy, and I don't end up with a migraine. Right, like there's it's just all better. So there's really very very little temptation to cheat anymore, and I, I and so I have zero um, uh, attraction to bread. So I right. don't uh, gluten. I, don't, yeah, I could care less. We don't even serve rolls. No, we no. don't. Um, and we don't. We don't really. We the occasional like sort of gluten free substitute type of thing. Right. But none, none of that really appeals to me. So really, it's only like there are certain desserts that you've made over the years that are that are nostalgic and that I like. And so I had a, you made the, your pumpkin cheesecake, which mm-hmm. you used to make every holiday and sell, and it was that's a big right. hit. And so that's a nostalgic thing for me. So I had a couple bites of that. And I think that was it. Did you have sweet potatoes? So I had a few sweet potatoes, right? Uh, over you had the some y- sherry. Yeah, right, right. So <laughs> over the years, I've refined our sweet potato recipe, our family sweet potato recipe. Um, and so I still make those really more for the fa- extended family than for us. Mm-hmm. But whereas I used to put brown sugar and, you know, sherry in the sweet potatoes, as well as this brown sugar and pecan topping. The topping has completely been eliminated. I don't put any sugar in, you know, brown sugar in the, or any sugar in the sweet potatoes anymore. I do still put just a little bit of sherry. Mm -hmm. And then I put some cream and some butter Mm -hmm. and they're perfect. And you don't, I know. It's like, why would you? I know. (laughs) And so you, you had maybe a few bites of that. I I didn't eat any of that this year. 
And then we also have a traditional family sausage ball recipe that this was something that my family made Mm -hmm. every year since I was born, probably, which is made from um, shortening and flour (laughs) and sausage and cheese. And so we have also reworked that and um, we've eliminated the shortening and the flour completely. And it's now more of a keto sausage ball. And we... We actually have two versions. We have have one that has some gluten-free flour in it that we can serve to others. Right. Our kids like that we make for the family, and then our preference is the one that has no flour. That's right. That's <laughs> right. No flour at all. And they're great. Um, and then we actually have two versions of that. We right. have one with where we can use pork rinds crushed up. Yeah. As as more of if you want a more bready te- kind of texture. Right. Or you could just do the sausage and cheese and egg. Right, which are my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, we again we've just moved to having different stuff over the years that works, and we don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, uh, when we're, when we're the ones making it. That's right. Exactly. All right. And like I said at the beginning, we are uh, partway through our holiday challenge. Um, and if you're listening to this in December, you could still get in on that. Um, uh, we'd love to have you in Migrant Neverland as part of that. We've had some great successes already from people who are taking part and had, you know, very uh, different, um, and better uh, Thanksgiving experiences than before. You want to share a couple of those, uh, Jenny? Yeah, so Melanie said, I had my best Thanksgiving ever. First, I woke up feeling really good. I enjoyed the day immensely and only ate my migraine miracle-friendly food. The best part was that I woke up today feeling great, no migraine. And then we had another comment from Janet the day after the American Thanksgiving. She said, thanks, Dr. T. I did eat some things I don't usually eat yesterday, and I'm glad for the tips today. No migraine yet chugging lots of water, and I'm just headed downstairs for some time on the elliptical. I'll fast until this afternoon and focus on protein and more water. I really, really appreciate your taking the time to help us navigate the holiday. I was a little worried this morning, but I ended up feeling great all day. So that was great to have those two Mm -hmm. comments from people who shared our experience of really having uh, a nice holiday and even having some splurges and being able to not get a migraine. Absolutely. And you, you want to share what else is, is part of the challenge? Yeah, sure. So one of the first things that we sent out to everyone was um, we have this 62-page guide uh, with holiday recipes. It has nine menus and 45 different um, holiday splurge meals that are, um, you know, you can so you can celebrate with less risk than maybe traditional foods. Um, and then also we sent out... Um, as part of our stress management series for the holiday challenge, we sent out a list of eight make-ahead and freeze meals from our primal provisions collection so that people can have those made and have them in the fridge ready to just um, pull out and heat up during this busy holiday season. And we also have a number of other um, stress management tips that we're going to share with people throughout the next month. Um, And then we also share... We have a recipe guide for holiday appetizers that we'll be sending Mm -hmm. out in the next Mm -hmm. week or so. Um, And then, you know, things may look a little different this year for the holidays. We don't know how many people will be traveling, but we do have travel tips that we'll be sharing as well as uh, sleep tips. 
um, since sleep can be disrupted during this time as well. And then um, tips for dining out in case people have, mm -hmm. you know, any, any dining out experiences we don't know this year with COVID, but mm -hmm. we do have those for people who might. Um, and then as well as tips for navigating social challenges with very well-meaning but possibly disruptive friends and family uh, who don't understand right. um, the implementation of the Migraine Miracle Plan. Yep. Yep. So lots of good stuff. And like, like I said before, uh, we've been doing this for 10 years and tweaking these recipes over that time. So yes. it really is a great collection that people get with this. I it have is. to plug your stuff. <laughs> Thank so you. And, and um, it's just so nice to be able to eat it without having any concerns and it being so good. And anyway, so it's great stuff. Um, and uh, also, so you get all that plus... Uh, We'll show you, we have there our, our full six uh, guides to eating a, a cheat meal and, and mitigating the consequences. Um, That's right. As part of that challenge. All right. So if you want to join us there uh, or if you're listening afterwards and you want to become part of the Migraine Everlane community, just head to um, mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash join and you can learn all about uh, what's included with Migraine Everland. Okay, well, I hope all of you have a wonderful rest of the holiday season. Now it's time to go out and slay the beast. Mm -hmm.